We're talking Northwestern. We are talking the keys to victory, and we're talking about Darius Taylor. Is he the next great gopher? You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And we always got to give it to you straight, whether it's a good week, a bad week, we always keep rowing. This is a show where we always continue to row, but... We're going to give it to you straightforward. We're going to talk through the situations. We're going to talk through the good and the bad and what needs to improve and more. Now, we've been doing that, but it is the new week, folks. It is time for Northwestern. It is time to get the train back on the tracks. It is time to get the boat back in the water and keep on rowing. So be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss any daily Gophers content. And on top of that, make sure you listen wherever you get your audio podcast. Leave a five-star review so others can find the show. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on or enter promo code locked on college for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Now, like I said, today we are talking about breaking down this Northwestern matchup. On top of that, we're going to talk about the three keys to victory. And finally, we got to talk about this true freshman, Darius Taylor, because this kid has been balling and we need to break down what it could look like the end of this year, how he has been doing so far and where it stacks up in the country and much, much more. Now, let's talk about this Gophers favored at Northwestern matchup right now. They are absolutely favored by the Vegas Lions. Last I looked, the spread was 11.5 points, which means if you pick Minnesota to win this game, they have to win by 12 or more to cover. Now, I would take that to the bank. I would take that straight to the bank. And I would not look back because if you look at this Northwestern team, it is very similar to the one last year, except for they've lost pieces. And I don't think they've necessarily replaced those pieces when it comes to production, when it comes to effectiveness, when it comes to playmaking. So this team, the Gophers played last year, they ran it up 31 to three. Now, I don't know if it'll still be 31 to three. Maybe they get 10 on the board. Maybe they get 14 on the board. But I do think that the Gophers can cover that 11 and a half point spread. I think they're going to cover that 11 and a half point spread. And I don't think it's going to be something that you would sweat out. And that is with the struggles of this offense thus far. Now, the score line of this matchup is 38 and a half. That is a very, very low score line. And the points line is always harder to choose. But if you look at these two teams and how they've been playing offensively, I'd probably lean with the under on this one. And that's kind of embarrassing because this line is low, low, low. But regardless, you know what? That's what I would lock in. That's the real feel of it. But I do have confidence going into this matchup with the Northwestern Wildcats. Now, currently, impressive stats for the Gophers. We talked about last week. They were like third in pass defense. They were top 10 in scoring defense. They're top 10 in total defense. Look, that's changed after we were picked apart by North Carolina. Now, I think the Gophers are ready to get it back on track, back into those elite territories. It's still a small sample size, so it shifts pretty easily after one big game to another. So you have two opportunities back-to-back with Northwestern and Louisiana to get back 
to the glory, get back to where that defense is. Because even if you watched that North Carolina game and you saw the big old scoreboard by the end of it, it was a lot tighter with that defense keeping the Gophers in it for a long time. So overall, right now, the Gophers are 50th in pass yards allowed. Last week, they're third, all because Drake May dropped 400-plus yards on the Gophers. Now, they should be able to bounce back into the top 25 with a successful next two weeks, maybe even into the top 20 again with a successful next two weeks. But overall, this team is looking to rebound both in the passing defense and the total defense categories. Overall, though, they are still tied for 31st in scoring defense, tied for 27th in sacks, tied for 11th in turnovers gained, and tied for third in fewest penalties. So this week will be a big week for the offense to not only gel and find confidence in the passing game, but as tempting as it is to maybe just run, run, run like we saw Duke do against this Northwestern team, I think that the Gophers coaches should hopefully Fingers crossed. Hopefully they'll prioritize getting a feel for the passing game, getting confidence with their quarterback, with live reps, with full speed, because every Minnesota game thus far has had flaws in the red zone, and it's had some flaws in the passing game. But if Minnesota wants a shot at rebounding this season, and they want to take on the Iowas, the Wisconsins, the Ohio State's, that's a stretch, but maybe if you want to try to take on those teams, you got to get one, maybe two wins of those three, then you're going to have to be able to pass the ball. You're going to have to have the pass game flowing to increase your upside as a team and a unit and be able to threaten or pull away in games. Now, Minnesota's defense, I imagine, will bounce back in these next two weeks, but I really don't have concerns with the defense. It's all about how can we get this offense together and flowing and gelling and having an identity because we can run the ball. We know that now. We know that outside of a crazy Nebraska 3-3-5 system, this run game is effective. But we have to pair it with balance in order to reach the highest ceiling of this Gophers team. So the Gophers units on each side of the field that we need to stand strong this week on the offensive side of ball, it is quarterback plain and simple. Now, this is clearly a hot topic this week, and it has been a big worry for the fans. Coach Fleck mentioned in his uh, presser this week that previous iterations where the passing game went wrong, he was quick to give up on it. He was quick to push it away, push it to the side, and do whatever it needs to win. Give the ball to Mo Ibrahim. He said flat out, those were his words that we know. We've seen him do that before, but that will not be the case with this year with this quarterback because he sees the potential. He sees that you make the investment in this young, talented quarterback, but also he knows that this team, to be where it needs to be to win games and to play at its highest level needs the passing game. They need the passing game to be successful with the talent that they have on this team. So he's not going to go away from it. Now we're going to see if that's just him talking to the pressers or if that is the real deal. And that will be shown this weekend versus Northwestern, because this is a team you could easily just run, 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 run. They proved they can't stop the run. They're 102nd in the entire country when it comes to run defense. That sounds like a game where Darius Taylor could eat, Sean Tyler could eat. Hopefully we see Zach Evans get into this game. That, that's what you could see with this Northwestern team, but you have to find a way to get that pass game going, to start working in some confidence, to start working in some success there so you can see it happen 
in live speed and get more confidence to do it against a Michigan and Iowa that are coming up in less than three, four weeks. So we got to get that solved. And the quarterback is at the helm of that. Now, will Minnesota finally be able to create downfield explosive plays and shots? That's a big question on the week. On top of that, can Ethan put a hush to the haters and show flashes that he has had in the past that it had this fan base excited heading into the year. I think he can do it. I think he's going to do it here in the near future. And I have full faith that we can still ship that we can still take a breather, but I'm not the one playing. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if he can get back on the, on the wagon, but overall opportunities given have to be there for the quarterback as well. So far, Ethan has only seen four games, four games in this year and a half that he's played now where he has had 20 or more pass attempts. Just to let you know, the average amongst all teams last year in 131 FBS teams, the average, so the middle team right in that 80-70 zone, were averaging 26-27 attempts per game. Ethan's only had four above 20. So, like, we still got to see what he can do. He still needs the opportunity. He's had two good games in that in that span and two bad games in that span. So we need him to get warmed up. He's still fairly inexperienced, but we got to see it happen. Now, on the flip side, the unit on defense that we need to stand strong is the safeties. There were uncharacteristic issues last week. Newbin had a really weird penalty that kind of shot us in the foot on the goal line or in the red zone. On top of that, we saw the communication issues. We saw the substitution issues. Now, overall, I think Tyler Newbin has been quieter after week one, and I'm hoping he can get his game-changing uh, impact flowing again this week versus Northwestern. On top of that, can Goosby prove that last week was just a down game and he is ready to continue growing and succeeding on the communication front and getting more time in that space? And on top of that, can Minnesota cut out the explosive plays. It all starts with the safeties, in my opinion. So we need the safeties to stand strong this week. Now, if I had to guess, the offensive split for this week, again, we'll use a 70-snap sample size like we have for the last three weeks now. I would guess that you're going to see about 32 passes, 38 runs. So again, closer to that 50-50 that we saw in the UNC matchup, which we did end up seeing a 50-50, but I think we're going to get closer to that again. Now, if the game is far too close for comfort, if it's a one-score game, a three-point game, and we're talking in the late third quarter, then I would expect Minnesota to turn to the ground and pound game, get the chains moving, get the touchdowns in, and really pull away like Duke did in their matchup with Northwestern last week. So overall, that's where I'm seeing this game going. That's the breakdown for Northwestern. And next, we're going to discuss the three keys to victory. That is coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at Bird Dogs, because to all my fellow Minnesotans out there, summer is officially over. You can feel it in the weather. It's starting to cool down, and we are about to hit that perfect, perfect brisk fall weather. The sweatshirt on top, shorts on the bottom, maybe a t-shirt on top, sweatpants or joggers or some uh, nice pants on the bottom but regardless it's the best weather of the year that means you can still golf folks and that's big time but our friends over at 
bird dogs have you covered with amazing pairs of pants and joggers along with their shorts that are just ever so comfortable pure comfort and weather appropriate options as well i just got my pair of jogger pants last week or not last week last month and man oh man i think i might like the pants even better than the shorts and i love the shorts so most importantly bird dogs are functional for any occasion and you can use them for golfing a date an evening out fall walks bonfires workouts lounging work you name it bird dogs has you covered and they have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long so go to bird dogs slash lockdown college or enter promo code lockdown college to check out and get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order again that's birddogs.com slash lockdown college for a free water bottle at checkout you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you All right, Gophers fans, so thank you so much for making Lockdown Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. And remember, if you can't get enough college football, then every Friday there will be a live stream covering all the big news when it comes to college football. And it will be live by all many a multitude of Locked On hosts from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Fridays. But let's dive into the three keys of the week. What are the biggest things the Gophers need to do to make sure they're not only benefiting themselves this week to get a win, but also helping themselves long-term? Number one, we're kicking it off, and you can see it on the screen over on YouTube, is get comfortable in the passing game. You have to establish a rhythm for the quarterback. You have to get these wide receivers and the tight ends confidence up. Get the ball in their hands. Get the catches going. Show some versatility. Get the screen game going. Maybe get Darius Taylor involved in the passing game as well. We've seen him get three receptions so far, so hopefully we can get some more on that front. But they have to get that flowing because when you play in Michigan, when you play in Iowa, when you play probably even Illinois, you're going to have to be able to throw the ball. Even last year when we played Michigan State, we picked him apart through the air. Tanner had his best game of the year. So we're going to have to get that pass game going, and now is the perfect time to test it out, to get it established, to create an identity where we know the type of looks that are going to be beneficial in certain areas of the field, where we work in our playmakers, where we get Chris comfortable. He's getting some more snaps over these last couple weeks. We got to get him more comfortable. Maybe we can get him up to 50% snaps this upcoming week. And maybe we see those flashes that we've seen from him throughout his time here with Minnesota. We see Brevin establish some more comfort and get him into the open field and get him running through tackles. We get Daniel Jackson the ball in advantageous positions because he's creating the separation, folks. But we got to get it in his hands in one player that I am extremely uh, excited about from last week that I think needs more opportunities as Lamecki Brockington. He was explosive. He's shown it. He's shown it time and time again. And I think he is ready to take that next step and be more involved. So hopefully they get comfortable in the passing game and get the ball into their playmakers' hands. Now, number two that we've got is take care of the football. You cannot have turnovers in this matchup. You've had turnovers in every single game so far. That's not go for football. That's not the football that we are used to with Coach Fleck at the helm as the head coach. We don't turn the football over the ball is the program folks we've talked about it time and time again and yet we've had turnovers in every single game and it's not just the quarterback we've had fumbles out there we've had all sorts of things so we gotta take care of the football because when you're playing teams that you absolutely should beat the only way they typically stay in those games is if you turn the ball over now we're on the road so if you turn the ball over 
in Northwestern, regardless of how empty Ryan Field might be, it still gives them the energy and the confidence to get back in there and maybe change the momentum of the game. So you have to take care of the football. You have to take care of the football. You cannot lose that darn football. And then finally, key number three is one of my favorites. You got to go all in from the first quarter. You got to start strong early or AKA Cobra Kai. You got to strike first. You got to strike hard. You got to show no mercy. So don't start slow. Don't start stagnant. Don't stall out on the offense. Otherwise, you're giving a struggling team that is at home possibly more confidence and energy to hang around and maybe pull an upset. You have to go in there. You have to score from the jump. You have to keep scoring. Keep scoring. Don't take your foot off the gas. That has to happen in order for the Gophers to come away with more confidence as a team, but also for the fan base to be like, yo, where was this? If this team showed up at North Carolina, we win that game. That's the mood. That's the energy. That's the vibe you have to bring and take away from this Northwestern game. So strike first, strike hard, no mercy, Cobra cry on them, folks. And that is point number three. Now, we always talk about an advantage that Minnesota could have in their matchups. And right now for this week, I think it's the ground game in the trenches. Now, we've talked about how Northwestern has struggled in that department over the year. Again, 102nd in the nation in run defense. And Minnesota has the manpower to overwhelm this Northwestern team in that area. But that being said, I do hope that the Gophers don't use the same approach that we saw with Eastern Michigan, which they could. They could. They absolutely could. If they're like, you know what? We just need to win. We need to get back on the board. This is a Big Ten game. We can't afford to be in a close one. They could run the ball 50 times, and they could probably find success doing it. But I don't like that approach for this week or next week because it doesn't help them get better in the long run. It doesn't help them in the later games where they're going to need an effective passing game against your Michigans on the road at Iowa, playing at home versus Wisconsin. Those teams are going to have it in for you. We've had the ax for back-to-back years. They're going to come out, pull all the stops. It's going to be the best Wisconsin has been this year will be in the final week because they've had the time to work out the kinks. They've had the time to address the issues. They've had the time to get their quarterback comfortable. They've had the time for communication on defense. You've seen them struggle at times, even against lower opponents this year, because they're still working through the kinks. By week 12, week 13, they are not working through the kinks anymore. So you have to have an effective passing game to keep yourself in those matchups. You have to convert touchdowns in this game, build confidence, and establish an offensive identity that's everything for this week. Can Minnesota get firing on all cylinders finally, or will we continue to see a struggle across the board and especially in the red zone? That's a big question for this week. But I want to wrap this show up with Darius Taylor. Could he be the next gopher great? How has he been stacking up against other running backs in the country? We're talking about all of that and more coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at Jace Medical. Now, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. With storms, shortages, pandemics, reliance on China and the supply chain issues, we need to be prepared more than ever. Now, the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from those physicians in any treatment-related questions and on top of that, it is doctor-created. 
and doctor recommended. Now I want to take you back because you remember the polar vortex in about 2017, 2018? Well, my girlfriend at the time got a really bad infection and that was starting to build up and we had to attempt to get a virtual doctor appointment. Now that took some time, it took some money. On top of that, then we had to brace for the cold pharmacy journey that because we needed to get the medicine from a pharmacy that was open. But the, the battery on our vehicle was dead and it wasn't working. And we had to either wait for a jump, which was gonna take hours on hours, or we had to wait for an Uber. And even that ended up taking two hours. Later, I Ubered to this Walgreens pharmacy. There are still eight people waiting for prescriptions. All of this could have been handled simply with the Jace case because not only could we have gotten ongoing care quickly from physicians with our questions, but we'd have had the antibiotics on hand in an emergency. So save more than $360 by getting life-saving antibiotics with the Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using promo code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Use promo code locked on for those life-saving meds today. All right, Gophers fans, let's wrap it up with Darius Taylor because that boy has been balling. I'm telling you, we found our guy, right? We got running back one. He has earned the job, plain and simple. Back-to-back weeks, freshman of the week. Back-to-back weeks, over 100 yards. Back-to-back week, touchdowns. That is what we love to see. We were panicked about the running game in week one. Am I not? Am I right? Am I right? We looked at the Nebraska game. We were like, man, we can't run the ball. Moe's gone. What are we going to do? We, how can we not run the football? We always run the football. That was the mindset. Enter Darius Taylor, who comes in, balls out in Eastern Michigan, and everyone's like, okay, he's the truth. He's the truth. He's balling, but it's Eastern Michigan. So how much can we put on that? Then we play number 20, North Carolina, and he was the offense. He was the success because the pass game was struggling. And Darius Taylor said, it's okay. Hop on the back. Hop on the shoulders. I got y'all. Give me the ball. Tote the rock. Let's get it. Now, he has run away with that running back one job, and I have been so impressed from what I've seen for him. But not only has he done it well for the Gophers, he's done it well across the entire nation and the Big Ten. He's currently second in the entire Big Ten in most rushing yards, ahead of your Blake Corums, your Travion Hendersons, your Nick Singletons, your Katron Allens, all of these dudes we've been talking about. We talked about in our Big Ten running back rankings at the beginning of the year. We talked about, man. Like the, there's a ton of rate, really great running backs. And there are, don't get me wrong. Those guys are all very talented and still very, very good. But second most in the big 10 in rush yards is your boy, Darius Taylor. And not only is he second in the big 10, he is top 10 in the country with rush yards, top 10 in the entire nation. And that's basically only on two games because he only had one carry in the very first matchup of the year. So, I have been more than impressed. He has shown not only that he can be a north-south runner, but what stands out the most to me is his patience. He has that Le'Veon Bell-type patience where he can sit back, let his offense create the holes, let his line do their work, find the hole, hit it, and go. And then on top of that, he can kind of, after he hits the hole, sometimes he can be a little too patient, and he looks to make another move, but he has had some spins, some cuts, some bouncing off of tackles. On top of that, he's missed. He's forced 13 missed tackles. Missed tackles force, he has 13 of them. And on top of that, he has 3.8 yards after contact per attempt, which is actually higher than any season total that Mo Ibrahim had 
outside of his one game year where he tore his Achilles in that game against Ohio State, he had 4.9. So, but again, that was a one game sample size. Now, like I said, granted, this could change a lot. It could go lower than the 3.8 because as he plays more games, you have a bigger sample size, but it's been impressive, very impressive so far through two games. Now, like I said, he is a patient runner and sometimes he he can be a little bit too patient and coach Fleck has talked about there's still meat on the bones there's still things to adjust and work and I think that sometimes if he commits a little bit sooner so once he hits the hole after he's hit that hole and he commits oh I'm staying inside here or I'm going outside there if he makes that commitment a little bit quicker some of these runs might go even further they might go 10 yards further than what we expected because sometimes in that hesitation it allows somebody to catch up or it allows somebody to shed their block so I love the patience I've seen from him, but he's still finding the balance between patience and commitment. And I think he has the best is yet to come. He's about to have some really, really special games this year. Now, one thing I'm going to try to dive into the Gophers uh, book that we have. I'll try to do that later today is check out what the freshman rushing record is, because I think there's a realistic possibility Darius Taylor could go out there and get it. Now, what does this mean for the others Gophers running backs? What does it mean for the other guys on the roster? I think that's a huge question. I think we've seen Sean Tyler has gone to that RB2 position right now, and I think he's had some moments in the pass game, some moments in the run game where he's had some effectiveness, but it isn't something that I believe he's really set his mark on, set his staple on, and proved I am the RB2. There is no moving on from me. I don't think he has, plain and simple. And I like Sean Tyler, but... We haven't seen as much productiveness so far, and we've seen at least in one game where he put the ball on the ground three different times. So the biggest question for me is what do you do with Zach Evans? And I think that question will be answered this week. If Zach Evans isn't getting touches in this Northwestern and Louisiana games where he absolutely could, they absolutely, it's a game where there's less, less, there's more wiggle room, I should say struggled there but more wiggle room in case something bad happens in case you should still be in the game and in North Carolina you start messing up and you're out of the game before you know it in a Northwestern and Louisiana you should have wiggle room in case if something does go wrong if something goes awry so Zach Evans should see touches in this game and if he doesn't I would expect he has a one-way ticket to the transfer portal because he has all the talent. We've seen that, plain and simple. We saw it in the spring games the past few years. We saw it versus Northwestern last year where he got five touches for 30 yards and a touchdown. If he isn't given touches in these next two games, I would not expect him to stick around. And that stinks because Darius Taylor paired with Zach Evans could be a nasty combo for both this year and for the future. I think they have different rushing styles, different rushing approaches. Zach Evans has more of that East-West like Sean Tyler, but we want to see more production, more effectiveness. So I really hope the Gophers give him some touches this weekend to get him going. But regardless, Darius Taylor is going to be the RB1 in in this group. He's earned it, and I don't think he's doing anything too lose it anytime soon. So overall, I think right now you're looking at who can be the combination back with him, who can be the spell back, who can be the back that lets him have breathers. And I think that should be Zach Evans eventually if they can give him some opportunities. But otherwise, I'd imagine it stays with Sean Tyler if he doesn't get those. So we'll see what happens there. That is kind of what's going to do it for us. The last thing I'll say about the running game is that they've been using the running backs in the passing game more, which we love to see. Hopefully they'll do that even more because every time we've gone to them, it's been fairly effective. 
Currently, Darius Taylor has three receptions for 38 yards, and hopefully that can be incorporated more into this Gophers offense to give more diversity in their looks. That's going to do it for us today on Locked On Golden Gophers. This is Kane Rob signing off. Be sure to subscribe over on YouTube. And Gophers fans, I need your questions for tomorrow. We're going to do a Gophers listener mailbag. That'll be tomorrow. I hope to see you then. Roll the boats, Guy Mago Gophers. And as always, don't forget.